Greetings and welcome to Community Spotlight, sharing news that you can use, whether it's entertainment, motivation, or education. This weekly program airs from 11.30 a.m. to noon every Sunday right here on WKDU 91.7 FM in Philadelphia or stream anywhere in the world by going to wkdu.org slash listen now or use any streaming service. So I am Sherry Pennington. I am the host and the creator of Community Spotlight. And we welcome you to our show today. And today we actually have a returning guest and we're gonna tell you all about Mr. Alvin Pettit. He's a native of Baltimore, Maryland, a highly skilled artist whose career in figurative sculpting and painting spans over three decades. Alvin graduated from the Baltimore School for the Arts, then attended the School of Visual Arts in New York City, where he earned his Bachelor of Fine Arts in 1992. His professional career began in 1994 when he was hired as an assistant sculptor to the world-renowned artist Jeff Koons. Alvin then continued his formal training at the New York Art Students League. Mr. Pettit has gained a reputation of being a prolific artist, creating numerous sculptures, illustrations, and product designs for high profile clients, such as the Conan O'Brien Show, NBC, Saturday Night Live, The Gap, Today's Black Woman Magazine, and Macy's Walmart, and a host of other notables that are listed on his resume. He has also taught painting, illustration, and advertising at the Joe Kubert School of Design in Dover, New Jersey. In 2013, the mayor of Jersey City appointed Alvin as the director of the Mary McLeod Bethune Life Center in Jersey City, New Jersey, with the mission of transforming it into a cultural hub for the community. Alvin has led that center's rebranding, turning it into one of the most cultural and community centers in the area. The center provides a range of art, cultural wellness, and educational programs. And some of his more recent accomplishments include creating the two block long Jersey City Black Lives Matter mural and a nine foot bronze sculpture of Mary McLeod Bethune. His contributions to the world of figurative sculpting and painting have established him as a respected artist in this field. And it seems that we could go on and on, but we won't. But finally, this past week, it was announced that Mr. Alvin Pettit was the Harriet Tubman Sculptor finalist for the city of Philadelphia. He has been commissioned uh, to bring that into reality. And for that, we are so excited um, to have you back. Everyone at WKDU, not everyone, but a whole lot of people at WKDU said, that's Alvin that was on your show. Wasn't he on your show? He won, he won. And we are so excited, Alvin. And welcome back to WKDU. Thanks for having me back, Sherry. I, I'm just ecstatic. Um, I, knew you, I knew you were going to win when I saw it. But... <laughs> you knew more than me. Because, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, you never know how those things are going to go, how they're going to play out. What come what um uh, goes and factors into the decision making process? I mean, you know, it was the decision of um, an advisor. It's like um, an African American statue uh, uh, advisory committee. I may be saying the name wrong, but it's close. And um, 
I believe it was made up of at least 16 individuals. I forgot the exact count, but it was quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they all are the ones who cast uh, the votes uh, t- to select this for the city. Yeah. So I was reading somewhere. First of all, I didn't realize it, what the material that I read said there were initially like 50 submissions to do this work. And- yeah. So when it, when, it, when it went out to call for artists, then from what I'm being told as well, it was 50 artists that may have applied for um, the commission. And I don't know, I'm sure probably, I'm assuming it was maybe coming uh, from different states nationally. Mm-hmm. I don't know, some could have been internationally. I'm not really sure of um, where the artists, who they were, where they came from. You know, I only knew once it got to the final five, which I was part of that, the finalists, mm-hmm. uh, the semifinalists. So, um, you know, I don't know, you know, as far as the other um, uh, 45 that were prior, I really don't know who, which one, who, where they were, where they were coming from. Yeah, they came from all over for sure. That's what I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that that's makes it even more special that uh, that's out of such a large number um, that you got down to. Because when I had you on my show previously, you were one of the last five uh, semifinalists, yeah. whatever it was. And since that time, as you stated, they would be making the selection. Um, the end of October, and that's when it happened, like October 30th. So yeah, I felt like I was almost on like one of those uh, survivor reality shows. Why? <laughs> why are you saying that? <laughs> because I mean, because it was this, you know, stiff, you know, it was a it was a very competitive um, uh, uh, ordeal. You know, I mean, all all of the people that I was um, competing against are extremely talented you know, well-known in the field. And I mean, you know, something like those things can go either way. So, you know, you really had to bring your A game when you are, you know, in, in some ways it's good because you make each other better. Mm-hmm. I feel, you know, it's, it's about, it was, the competition was about um, obviously the work itself, but then it was also about presentation. You know, you had to do, uh, put together presentations and stuff and present it and, you know, market it and sell your piece to the committee and, so it, you know, it's it was a it was a it was a process, you know, a, f- a fun one and a learning experience, but mm-hmm. it, you know, it was, um, it, you know, it was demanding at times. Absolutely. So Which is, you- I can understand what the city, um, you know, in some ways, um, give that credit to the city of Philadelphia because, you know, they did everything that they could to, you know, filter down to those of us when we got the semifinals to feel that it was the the best people for this project. So, you know, I'm sure they made those um, criteria that you had to go through strenuous on purpose just to make sure that, you know, they I'm, they want a good product for the city. Right. Yeah. Very good. I even read that one of Harriet Tubman's uh, relatives was a part of the voting process. That was in another document that I read. So that yeah, there were, there were a couple there. I think uh, I met them. Very nice ladies. We spoke for a while and. Um, you know, they were related by distant cousins, what I believe. And yeah, they were part of the, uh, com- the voting committee, yes. Very good. So I know we shared your story before. Some of it we may repeat because everyone wasn't might not have been listening at the time. But to go back, what really inspired you to take on a project to create a sculpture of Harriet Tubman? Um. Well, I heard about the call for artists from uh, another fellow artist that had uh, turned me on to 
uh, this particular call. And I just, it was just one of those projects I just feel that, you know, I could get into passionately about. You know, I've always been a lover of history. Mm -hmm. um, grew up in a family of civil rights activists. So for me, those are the type of projects I like to take. You know, I'm, to be honest, I don't get as excited about just um, painting or sculpting just anybody in general. You know, um, I, I usually like to have to, a lot of times I get passionate about certain subject matters. And this is one. And one of the things that I really like about this is that, you know, so few pictures exist of Harry Tubman that that's a good thing and it's a bad thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough because you got so little reference to work from. So when you're getting, trying to get the likeness of the face and all that stuff, okay. um, it's not like you have a lot of um, uh, high definition photos to look at, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you got two fuzzy black and white photos from uh, the early part of the century, late 1800s okay. or whatever. So um, yeah, <laughs> and some drawings, but here's the good thing about it is, it kind of allows you to, what I like about a project like that, it allows you to kind of fill in the blanks and as an artist, be an interpreter to what you can't see in pictures mm -hmm. and kind of bring the information you have together. And almost like for me, it becomes like creating a, almost a, a mythological story to some degree, even though it's based on truth, but you get to bring your own fill in the blanks um, about it. You know how when you're writing, when you're doing, you know, when the artists do, um, paintings and sculptures of biblical characters. The, be the beauty in that is that there's no pictures of it, so you're not really confined to as much. Yes. You know, you get to you get to bring your own interpretation to it. Now, obviously, Harry Tubman, there's a few pictures that exist, but not many. So you almost get to feeling like, okay, for me, it was like, what would she have been doing at this time? What would she have been thinking in this moment? You know, how what what I suppose I can do to kind of sums up and tells her story uh, for what she was going through for the air, the time and the place that I'm trying to depict her in. And that's, to me, that, that kind of being able to uh, use your creative juices to kind of create that reality that you can't find in a photograph and what motivates me and drives me. I hear you. So I think, though, for all purposes, someone that sees your sculpture because of the, I guess, the definition of the work that you do, they're going to think, wow, is that what she looked like? And truly believe it, because I know the pictures of Mary McLeod Bethune that I've seen and your sculpture from the pictures is exact almost, you know what I mean? So defined. And I mean, that's a beautiful thing that you have that space to be able to um, make it your own and make it for us. So what I wanted to ask you, though, for I know to start out, you had to create a model is what you said, some sort of I guess it was about a two foot model of what you would ultimately create. So what type of materials and techniques would you use to, you know, put that together? You mean the model or the actual yeah, piece? For the, well, I would like to talk about both to be for real. So for the model. Well, so the way this competition was set up, this, um, this whole uh, proposal process that the city um, gave us was that um, they didn't really tell us how we had to present our ideas and concepts. Oh. Um, you know, they didn't say we had to present a, a maquette model. Uh, we could have done a drawing. We could have done a computer rendering. It was up to us. They just said, okay, you know, however you feel is the best way to present your idea and the best way, I guess, you can market and sell it to us. Oh. You know, we're giving you the freedom to do that, which was, was fine. And now, 
for me, I chose to do a, a maquette model, which the others did as well, because okay. all of us being sculptors and experienced sculptors, you know, the best way to uh, maybe sell an idea that's going to be three-dimensional is to show it in three-dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that's kind of, so I did the maquette and made it like two feet. And uh, I used basically armature wire and clay, pretty simple for that size. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, the, uh, you know, just detailing it. And it was kind of, you know, keep in mind, these were just all maquettes. So, you know, it, it's really, it, it's almost kind of subjective okay. of how far you feel you have to go to sell yes. or to, to get people to um, get the idea of what you're talking about. Now, for me, for instance, you know, and that goes by client to client or whoever you're proposing it to. I probably, I put a lot of work into mine probably more than I would normally for a client that was, um, maybe I was doing a commission for or something like that, only because in this case, I knew, you know, we were going up against a, uh, I mean, we're, we were presenting it to a panel of uh, judges in the committee that, you know, a lot of them, some may, ha- some may have art backgrounds, but some of them, a lot of them may not. So I figured from my from my perspective, I feel you, I can show you and I can show you this. I can tell it and explain it pretty well, too. But if I know you can see it and I don't have to. The less I have to do is like, well, this is going to look like this and this is going to look like that. And this right, is going right. to trust me, this is going to be right. You know, when I have if I'm talking to probably who people maybe have an art background, they might be able to envision it. But I just assume that everybody doesn't have an art background or may not necessarily always know it so i like to be this one i was a lot more literal with um, for those reasons because i wanted everybody to be able to understand it even if i before i even open my mouth i wanted people to be have a clear understanding of where i was going what i was doing and you know what, what you're looking at sounds good that's art for you so <laughs> alvin, alvin pettit is who we're speaking with recently commissioned to uh create the harriet tubman sculpture that will be is it going to be in the city hall area? I believe is that right? Uh, yeah, right in front of city hall. Right in front of city hall. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, Alvin, what what has your week been like? Just tell me again. I, you know, you first got notified. When did you first get notified? And what's happened since then? Um. Well, I I got notified maybe you know um just a couple of days before the announcement. Obviously, because I guess the selected artists got to be present, so you got to plan to be there. So. <laughs> You know, uh-huh. um, you know, I, you know, I guess you can't. You got to let people know at that point. You don't want everybody showing if they don't get right. Don't get, that'd be a long, you know, trip back home. You know, right. Uh, so, um, yeah. So that you know, let me know a couple of days and maybe like three days or something in advance or something, and then um, you know, go down there. You know, and we kind of kept it on the, the the hush. You know, we didn't really put it out there because. We wanted to make sure that Mayor Kenny was able to make an official announcement and mm-hmm. it was coming from him first. So we wanted to make sure it wasn't already out there where people knew or was leaking and all that stuff, you know? So I we wanted to honor the, the request on that. So, you know, I just kept it. I didn't put anything on social media, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So the mayor made the announcement. After that, then what happened? Have you been engaged with, uh, I know the news folks were there. The media was there. Any other special things? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been um, a lot of, um, you know, just uh, contacts as far as wanting interviews, statements, 
And it, it seemed like it started within the last couple of days. First, I think it was released by local from local news. I mean, they had all the major networks there, but it was basically Philadelphia, maybe some Delaware and South Jersey people got the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like in the last couple of days, it's gone more national. Yes, so, as it should, as it should. Yeah. And um, so that means I've been getting a lot more contacts, people wanting to do interviews and that kind of stuff, which I'm glad to do because it's an important project. Yes, it so, is. I'm glad you took the time to come back and do it with us here at WKD. Oh, yeah, anytime, Sherry. Yeah, so the other thing then, um, when do you? When will you actually start working on this and when does it plan to be, uh, or when would they like it to be completed? Um, right now we're shooting roughly for some time, maybe around early summer or late spring of 2025. Oh, 25. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a couple of news um, segments I saw had the date saying fall of 2024. Yeah. Uh, that was, I don't know where that came from. That may have just been an error. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've always said in my timeline, uh, we're shooting for early, early spring, late spring, early summer of 2025. Okay. Because, uh, you know, the thing about for that scale, uh, which I'm probably, which I'm going to end up doing, and for the intricate way that the pose is, it makes a, the mold making it becomes more complex. Um, and so that could be easily be about a five or six month uh, mold making process. Um, you know, point of metals, getting all the details right, doing the cleanup after the welding and all that stuff. That can be a six month process. So if you take that, and then five to six months on that. And then I need probably about six, seven months uh, easily just to sculpt it and get everything uh, done on my part with the actual sculpting. And then you got the mold making and stuff too. It can be, it's more like it's going to take around a year process altogether. And you still are still directing at the Bethune Institute or? Yeah, the the Mary McLeod Bethune Life Center. Life uh, Center. Yeah, and uh, they got word of it up here. So they've been, very good. They uh, promoting it up here now. For the last couple of days, um, you know, our mayor put it on his page, and he's been, uh, you know, blasting it. And the city's put okay. it on their official page up here in Jersey City. All you right. Know, you know, there is. You know, it's, here. This is where it'll be made. That's you know, right. So, oh, that I'll, is so wonderful. And I'll be, using, be busy, Alvin. Very, very busy. <laughs> Uh, whatever local talents I'll be using from this area as far as assistance and everything like that. So Yeah, that's what know. I was going to ask you about because how big is this going to be? 14 feet? Is that right? Is it so I'm feet? looking at the actual figure being around 11 feet. Okay. Anywhere from 10 and a half, 10 roughly to 11, or 10 and a half to 11 feet. I want the figure. Um, the base itself, I'm looking at maybe like two and a half feet. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not written in stone yet. I'm going to start taking exact measurements on it. Well, but it's these, this, that's a very close estimate for what I, I'm de- uh, estimating. So, um, uh, so altogether, it's going to be roughly 13 and a half to 14 feet high. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, yeah, that sounds like definitely the need for some team work there, right? Yeah, I mean, now, way I work, um, there's a lot of it I got to do alone. Just because I have a particular style I work in, you know, it's kind of like, Art, each artist has his own look, whatever. So I, but where there's certain things when you're working on a, a, a figure of that scale, a sculpture of that portion, is partially a construction project too. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'll bring in people, probably things like 
help, you know, help me weld the armatures. You know, maybe that's a two person job holding while somebody's welding all that stuff with two or three people there. Mm-hmm. You know, I usually uh, bring on a team when I have big projects like this, uh, people that are professional, can take direction well, got good, they have to have fairly decent hands and a good eye, um, you know, and because uh, if they don't, then it makes my job harder. <laughs> you know, if I got to say, do this, do that. But, you know, I, I look for people, I have people here that I, I've used before and I trust and I can trust their intuitions and their artistic ability to assist me on this. So, you know, it becomes a, a project and, you know, for a lot of people, they get experience out of it too, working with me, um, whether they're maybe students or um, people trying to get into the field, at least they get some kind of thing, projects like this helps get their feet wet, get in the door and get a little experience with it. Yes, yes. Well, and this- also, just let me just say, I'm uh, also I got to talk with um, the officials of City Hall and the advisory committee, the African advisory committee, because there's we got to come up with ways we want to keep this um, uh, a community project for Philadelphia. To, you know, so we wanted to make sure that throughout the process, the Philadelphia community is staying engaged. So I probably will be coming down if I got to speak to schools if. Um, do some demonstrations, wherever, you know, we're ironing that out because it is a Philadelphia project and we want to make sure the community of Philadelphia is engaged in the process while we're making it. Hmm. Very good. Look forward to it. Is this the biggest sculpture that you've ever done? Um, no, no, I've done, I, pro- I think I've done a 14 foot. I think it was 14 feet. I did a, a 14 feet, uh, Years ago, back in 2013 or something, there was a Lady Gaga sculpture mm-hmm. for uh, a theme park uh, um, out in uh, Wisconsin. No. I mean, sorry, New Hampshire. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, I mean, I'm used to I'm used to sculpting big, uh, but this is up there. This is up there with one of the biggest ones. Very good. That scale wise. Very good. So, um, when it's all said and done, talk about how you hope that this will affect maybe any social change or cultural change um, after your your statue is fixed. You know, like right now, even today, I don't know what it was about, but the Rocky statues in Philadelphia, I don't care where people come from, everybody stands in these long lines to take pictures with the Rocky statue. So this is different, but how do you see it playing out in the future and people's response or your hope for their response? Well, my hope and what I'm going to try to achieve, I want to create something that hasn't been seen before. Uh, even from my concept, um, I, you know, I did research. I looked around to see what, when it came to Harry Tubman, what did I not see out there? What did I not see any other depictions of her? Like I said, I didn't really see any that were, I mean, some of them referenced her military, but that was rare. Um, I didn't see any that just went maybe full fledged military like I'm going here mm-hmm. uh, and mostly dealt with um, the story around her being a former enslaved um, woman who had liberated slaves. The story we all know. But uh, I'm coming from a standpoint. And the reason why I did this, another uh, criteria that uh, the city and the uh, committee gave us was that it had to be related to Philadelphia and, uh, you know, the theme or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. And but they didn't tell us, they didn't necessarily say how we had to interpret that. Once again, they gave us a lot of creative freedom. They said it wanted to fully relate it, but we don't they not they didn't say how here's how you have to relate it. So I guess we each related it in our own way. Now I chose not to go with necessarily a, a literal um uh task or feat that she accomplished, particularly in the city of Philadelphia per se, but mm-hmm the way I attached to the city of Philadelphia was by theme. And that military theme fits right into the landscape and the architectural setting mm-hmm. of downtown Philly. Everything there is about when you walk down the streets as a tourist, you're looking about, okay, how did this, who, who founded this country? Who, who fought battles in this country? Who wrote these constitutions? Um, who put laws into place, who were um, generals and presidents. That's what it's about. So for me, I wanted to bring it into a Philly context by theme. Even another, uh, I think I mentioned when I was on your program last, was I used a theme that I also took from a, a old George Washington painting called the Prayer at Valley Forge. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. And what now, Valley Forge is right there outside of the city of Philadelphia, right? Yes. So right. I also wanted that having Harry Tubman, so I take George Washington, who's a famous painting of him. It was actually two paintings, one I think in the 1800s made, uh, and the other one was made in 1975, uh, called the Prayer of Valley Forge, to show George Washington in the woods, praying on his knees. Now, I didn't put it on her knees, but I did, you referenced that prayer stance uh, of Valley Forge, because for one, I'm taking the, the former president, uh, not the first and the founding father of the country, who was also a slave owner, and I'm taking the irony of that image, and I'm now putting into a, I'm, I'm redefining it with a former enslaved black woman who liberated slaves and became the greatest liberator of slaves, as well as being what I consider to be the founding mother of freedom. So I'm changing the founding father into now the founding mother, and to sit right out there in front of City Hall, right. I think is a very powerful statement. Yes, for those sir. Who, who knows that painting? Who know that painting and stuff like that? And a, couple, a lot of people actually recognize the, the, the George Washington reference there. So she too was a founder of this country when you talk about making the country live up to the ideals that the so-called founding fathers just put on paper. So. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I'm just agreeing with you. I mean, <laughs> beautiful thing. And, those, and, and then also, let me just say this. Another reason why I related it to Philadelphia when I talk about just image and theme. I mean, Philadelphia, and you know, I'm, I've been to Philly a lot growing up. i got tons of family here. So I've ridden down downtown Philadelphia plenty of times, but you never really pay attention to how ornate and how beautiful Philadelphia City Hall is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really one of the architectural jewels as far as municipal building probably in the country, if not the most beautiful one in the country that I've seen. Yeah. I mean, just all the just all the, um, the 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 decorative carvings, the sculptures on the building and whatnot. Yeah. You know that uh, that's very unique. So I almost treated it like metaphorically, almost like this palace. Nope. And the reason why I wanted Harry Tubman out there in front of it, almost as like a guardian of a palace in wow. some ways, almost like an archangel, a protector. And it plays off of the other two Civil War soldiers that are right, line, lined up right a few uh, few hundred feet down from her. Mm-hmm. So it all becomes like a theme of these guardians of a palace. Wow. So it was only fitting that she became 
that showed her as a military, you know, and kind of guarding, metaphorically guarding this beautiful structure that is behind her. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, one of the quotes on your site, which I love, and I'll say it again, you said, quote, unquote, my belief is that art should be used to make a difference and play a role in creating societal change. Whether my work triggers joy, sadness, anger, disgust, or laughter, I've done my job. I, I just love that so much. And I guess, you know, that's a great thing to strive for as an artist. I mean, that's what you want, reaction. And I, I just can't wait um, to see the final product. And uh, I want you to keep us um, informed along the way. And I don't know if you're going to do any updates to your website about your progress or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, I am. Okay. I would like you to give out that information so that people can check you out and check out all your talents. So what is the information for That's you? www.alvinpettit.com, A-L-V-I-N, spelled just like the chipmunk name, and um, Pettit, P-E-T-T. <laughs> Pettit, Pettit, P-E-T-T-I-T. Dot com. So it's pretty easy to remember. Okay. I didn't get fancy. I didn't get fancy with it. I just wanted people to remember how to get there. That like a chipmunk threw me off, but anyway, <laughs> that's good, good, good. So any um any other comments that you would like to give? I I'm so excited and thankful that you've taken the time to speak with us. Um, what's your emotions now? Well, my now my fingers are just twitch twitching because I just want to get started. You know, so you know I'm I'm mentally going into work mode right now, um, getting the studio prepared, clearing out the space to get started on it. Okay. Um, so, you know, I still got some um, uh, final uh, logistics and stuff to work out with the city, you know, whatever paperwork we got to wrap up. And then it's uh, ready to get, get, get um, scraping, carbon and building. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a, these, when you're working this, it's a very physical project too. So, you know, so it's, do uh, you put together a project plan, Alvin? Do you have, you know, a whole plan this week, that, this week, you know, or this month? I'm doing the nose. Next month I'm doing the eyes. This no, month. no, no. I, I can't I can't work like that. I'm, I'm, I put together a kind of a, a rough deadline of when I want to have it wrapped up overall. But, you know, when you're dealing with something like that, I work the whole thing at once. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I'm sometimes I may come in and, and that's the way you should work a sculpture. You should kind of, you want to work, you know, because it's got to look three, good 360 degrees. Yes. And there's no such thing as the back of a sculpture. You know, oh. she has a back because it's a physical uh, figure, but, you know, the back has to look just as interesting and it has it just, just as appealing as the front. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, and then also another thing I will say, I, I did a design that also the way that where it's going to be placed on the northeast apron of City Hall it's it's more space in the back of it than it is in the front and it's right on that circle where cars are passing so this is i'm designing this in a way that's also for commuter traffic that's going by there every day looking at it for a second but you know it, i want them to get an experience and you know almost have a, a feeling of serenity when they look at it real quick passing by in the car because that'll be a large part of the audience because that's where that where that um, area where she's going to be facing is the design excellent yeah. Excellent. Can't wait. All right. So anyway, Community Spotlight audience joins me in thanking you, Alvin Pettit, a recent winner, I guess, or commissioned 
artists to do the Harriet Tubman statue that's going to be in front of City Hall sometimes, um, I'd say spring of 2025. Right? Yes. Thank you so much. So thank you for joining me. Thank um, you for having me again, Sherry. Yes, and we'll definitely be in touch. Big kudos from everyone at KDU once again. And um, i also like to thank my listening audience and hope that you guys have been inspired by our broadcast today. And um, we'll be cheering Alvin Pettit along as we learn more and more of the steps that are being taken to reach that final goal. So we'll, we'll hear from him in the future. And if you have news that you think that we can use, by all means, you know, please reach out to us at wkdu.org, Attention Community Spotlight. And as we say, go in peace, stay in peace. And by all means, put the guns down.